0: Hello and welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave, where we are rekindling a spirit of hope, seriously, and truth, hoping to into the crazy discussion. How you doing? Doing good. Good. Have a good week. It's a, been a great week. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Good news is there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we should always have uh, plenty of content. I think you might be
1: one less tooth, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I may be one less tooth. They call me toothless. So last week we talked about, oh, we talked about news and Kerry Lake and bribery and the RNC is just as swampy as the other guys. Last Monday. And uh, that, that is what it is. That doesn't mean we have to accept it, but it does mean we have to. And we got into this big discussion less than an hour and a half last week before we even started talking about... You know, so when is people going to go to jail? And we said, don't invest in orange jumpsuits anytime soon. Because I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I really don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. You know, if you bought a bunch of popcorn to watch that show, eat the popcorn. Yep. That show may never come, but that's okay. S- the, what has to come. Okay, because we don't get to control that. No, I no, mean, no.
1: But right? but some people will step down out of
0: oh, they'll sheer embarrassment. Over. Yeah, they'll. Or they'll be forced out. Or, yeah, yeah. you know. They'll just. Slither off like Lois did
1: because we exposed him or Carrie yeah. Lake exposed him, and yeah. you know, so, yeah, and they
0: just disappear, they'll resign like DeWalt did, and you'll never hear this guy's name again, yeah. Um, or DeWitt, sorry, not DeWalt, DeWalt's a tool guy, tool guy, not him, <laughs> not him. he didn't do anything, I take it all back, no, DeWitty. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we talked about that, and we talked about you know, when is people when are we going to see some action, and I was saying success needs to be. Can we say it's been exposed, whatever it is? Can Mm. we say that? Mm. If we can say that, then as a watchman, we've accomplished our mission. We've exposed it. Our mission. Yes. You know, the watchman's mission is to say, danger, you know, people are coming. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and to protect the wall and to tell everybody, be alert, you know, better get your bow and arrow. You better, you better do something. Do something they're coming right that's the watchman's <laughs> job because it says that if if a watchman does that and people die the blood of the death of the person that died is not on the watchman's hand however if the watchman says i see nothing <laughs> I hear nothing. <laughs> Sergeant, <And> Schultz. Blaze. <laughs> blaze Sergeant Schultz Place Sergeant Schultz. Nothing. Uh you're you're guilty. You know, the blood will be on your hands for those people not being uh, warned. Right. Right. And so we're warning people just by exposing it. How it how it nets out is not on us.
1: Yes. And you can find those examples of being a watchman in Ezekiel if you want to go check that out.
0: Ezekiel 33. There you go. Okay. So today we said we were going to talk about biblical defiance. Yes. Not defying the Bible. This is a slant about examples of biblical characters, stories in the Bible that talk about being defiant against the government. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. But Mark was making the point that, you know. We often hear people uh, from the from the pulpit primarily mm-hmm. uh, quote Romans thirteen as you better shut up, get right. in line, be right. quiet, and so let's just kind of start there. Uh, Romans thirteen three, okay. So basically, this is all about give unto give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, submit to authority, blah blah blah, and then Romans thirteen goes into the detail about how God is
1: given. <laughs> authority to these government officials that's right and therefore we should
0: follow what the government says right and he and the the logic behind the story is that or the rationale behind the story is that god placed him there so they should be good people yes not necessarily all the time correct you know like saul was a good man until saul got twisted up yep and then we had to replace saul with young david yes so this is romans 13 3 for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do do you want to have no fear of authority? That's a question. Do you want to have no fear of authority? I think the answer is yes. That's called anarchy. Is uh, that what you want? Do, do, do what is good, and and you will have praise from the same. So mm-hmm. if you have a good leader, good leadership, they will you'll appreciate them. Yep. For it is a minister of God to you for good so if you get a good person in there they're doing the right things they're making the right decisions it helps the people all these things are good that's good that's right. good for everybody right. but if you do what is evil be afraid now that could be taken several ways if you mark do what's evil and speak out against the government
1: that's you not doing bad evil. things
0: bad things are kind of come your way
1: that's not doing evil you get
0: locked up on january the 6th <laughs> Ooh, yeah uh, all right See? be afraid for it could be that this statement is, hey, if you do what's evil, Biden, be afraid. Mm-hmm. Be afraid, right. Because gonna, I'm going to make sure that you get exposed and we come after you. All, All right. right. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. In other words, death is coming.
1: The reason it bears the sword is to give the government authority to do what is good by punishing evil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the law good and order thing. thing, right? Yeah, law and okay. order thing.
0: Um, for it is a minister of God, an avenger, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Wow. The Marvel's comics are in here. The I Avenger. Not, I had no clue. Cool. Right. Therefore, it is necessary to be uh, in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience' sake. Mm. For because of this, you also pay taxes. Okay. Right. For rulers are servants of God. Whoa, wait a minute. Rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. So if government is devoted themselves to being servants of God, then they're good people. And we should be subjective to them or submissive to them because they're doing right for everybody. Right. i going to pay my the taxes so that everybody can enjoy a nice ride. That's the presumption. That's the presumption. Correct. Right? So that's when it says, render to all that is due them. Tax to whom tax is due. There's the old Caesar thing. Custom to who? Custom. Fear to who? Fear. And honor to whom? Honor. There you go. That's a good working thing. There
1: you go. So that whole paragraph that people stand on presumes that the government is a good authority. Now, what happens when there's an evil authority? What, like if a Hitler gets into power or a Stalin or a Mao Zedong, are we still subjected to do what the government says when the government is evil? I don't think so. This whole Romans 13 paragraph here presumes that the government is good. And the reason we can say that is that we have several examples in the Bible where good people defied a bad government. So, let's talk about some of those examples. The first one I would give is in Exodus 1. The pharaoh of Egypt had commanded that um, all of the Jewish boys be killed when they're born. And there is a group of midwives who felt like we should not kill all the Jewish boys. And so, in fact, they didn't. They stood for life. They stood for what was right. And they defied the orders of the Pharaoh by not killing all of the Jewish males that were born. In fact, they protected them. Okay, so let me just read it here. It's in Exodus 1, verse 17. But the midwives feared God, right? They didn't fear Pharaoh, they feared God. And they did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them. But they let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? I told you to kill them. (laughs) The midwives said to Pharaoh, it's funny, they they make an exaggerated story, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous, and they give birth before the midwives can even show up. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So they told a little lie to cover the fact that they were disobeying the king
0: of Egypt. So God was good to the midwives? Yes. And the people multiplied? That's verse twenty.
1: Yep, and they became very mighty, and because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. Uh, then Pharaoh commanded all his people, not just the midwives, but all the people, to saying, "Every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile River, and every daughter, you are to keep alive." So basically, that was the the Pharaoh's response because he realized that the uh, the male children of the Jews were not being killed, like he said. And so he said, again, I, want, I still want to kill them all, throw them into the Nile. And then this is how the whole story of Moses comes about, because the mother of Moses put his little boy baby in a basket and the, the Nile River floated him down and he became basically an adopted son of the Pharaoh.
0: So basically, Pharaoh did not buy the midwives story.
1: Yeah, basically. Because he went ahead
0: and said, kill all the boys.
1: Yeah, I can read, I can see right through yeah, you, yeah. yeah. But there's an example of how the people, in this case the midwives, were defying the government. So here's uh, another example from Joshua 2. Let's go there. So in th- this is the story of how Rahab shelters a couple of spies. Uh, Joshua sent a couple spies to the uh, town of Jericho, and the king basically found out, he heard, somebody told him that these spies were in the town, and he sent out an order to search them out and to find them. Bring them to me. I wanna, I want to chastise them, whatever. And so in verse 3, the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, Figuring, huh, maybe maybe Rahab knows where these people are, where these spies are. And he said, Bring out the men who have come to you who have entered your house. Now at this point the spies have gone to Rahab's house, mm-hmm. and she has hid them. And so the king heard about this and and he said, Bring them out to me. And she said, Yes. The men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. So when the gates opened, I sent them on their way and the gates were closed. Now that there was a lie that she told. In fact, they were still in her house, but she told the men who came to her door who were looking for them. She even told them to pursue them in, in uh, what verse 5, pursue them quickly for you will overtake them if you if you pursue them now. Get on your way, right. and they rush out to go chase a couple of ghosts, basically beyond the gates of the city because the spies have not left. They're still in her house. In fact, they're up on the roof. So in verse seven, so the men pursued them on the road to the Jordan to it's the
0: fords. Ghost.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> yeah yeah. And as soon as uh, those who were pursuing them had gone
0: out, they shut the gate. And then it says, in 9, she explains why she's doing this. She says to the men, to two spies, I know that the Lord has given you this land. They're just chucking it out. But she says, I know he's giving you the land. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. And that the terror of you has fallen on us. People are afraid of Israel. Yes. Right? And that all of the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. In other words, you've taken over all these other places. Right. And we Israel's
1: Israel's reputation has gone before them. Has preceded them. them. That's right.
0: right. Uh, In 10, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water at the Red Sea before you went and came out from Egypt. We heard that story. What you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, whom you utterly destroyed. And when we heard it, our hearts melted and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. It's your fault! Yep. Right? That we're weak and spineless, right? For the Lord your
1: God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. So even she, even though she's a a non-Jewish.
0: Yeah, she's a convert. All
1: of a sudden, she believes in the God of heaven and earth, right? Yep. Now, therefore, uh, verse 12, now now she's getting smart. She's going to turn this episode into... Yeah, she's... (laughs) A smoky backroom deal, right? That's what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, please swear to me, my Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you, uh, that you will also deal kindly with my father's household and give me a pledge of truth and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and sisters, uh, spare my whole family. So the men said to her, Our life for yours if you do not tell this business of ours, and it shall come about when the Lord gives us the land that he, we will deal kindly with you and your household. There you go. So she made a deal, and it all came true. As she was dealt kindly when uh, Joshua came into the land, and she was spared, her yeah. and her family. That's right. So that's a, that's an interesting story because, there again, there was a command from a governing authority to go get the spies and turn them into him, and she defied that, and the spies were spared, and she was in defiance of the government.
0: Yes, but it goes a little deeper than that. Right? So I, as you were reading that I noticed a couple of things. Right? Okay. How did the king of this land know to go to Rahab's house? Well, I know the, you I know you talked to him. You're the only hoe in town. The the I baker mean, told me. Yeah, him. I don't know. But <laughs> what I what I'm discerning from that is just like in Germany, people were ratting out their neighbors. Yes. Somebody ratted out Rahab. I think I saw a couple guys. Mm-hmm. She was telling me a story just the other day by the well about how she was gonna. Yeah. You might want to go by her house. A couple of foreigners. I mean, yeah, they didn't I look mean, like us. I yeah. mean, come on. Uh, so you had so there's there's this whole ratting people out thing, which uh, I think is interesting, right? Because I don't think the king or the governor of of Jericho was that enlightened. To be able to out of all the people to oh, go, oh no, oh, they're at Rahab's house, oh, unless no, yeah. he was tipped off. Yeah, he was tipped off. So people were already sold out and decided to land on the side of, I'm gonna help the gub. Obama.
1: That's a good point,
0: you know. Yep. And and so, in that case, what what do you do? But yeah, it was interesting. We find out later, basically, she cut a deal. Yeah, that's what she did. <laughs> she lied a little bit, but she did give God the glory and the credit for, Hey, I believe what I've heard. And I'm choosing your side. Yes. Right. So she chose salvation, Mm -hmm. right? For whatever reasons. She chose that. And uh, it worked out for her.
1: Yep. Absolutely. All right. We have a couple more, maybe, and some concluding thoughts right after the music. My bestie and your bestie Sit down by the fire Your bestie says you want parties, so can we make these flames go higher Talking about hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now Aiko, Aiko, i na Go! Go! Start my truck, let's all Here we go together
0: Here we go, all the way down to Mexico No, we're not going there. Where are we going? Oh, we're going to uh someplace. Where are you taking us now? Well, we have a few more
1: examples yeah. of biblical defiance. Another one which is actually a, a story that uh, people have probably heard from the pulpit if you've been going to a church.
0: We're going to the jailhouse. That's where we're going. Uh
1: no, first we're gonna to go to uh Daniel's friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and uh, Abednego. Yeah, okay. We don't want to go into that a whole lot because that is a popular story that's uh, preached from the pulpit. But basically, these are three Jewish brothers. Scholars basically believe that they were eunuchs serving the king, but they were still faithful to the Jewish God. So when the king says, you're going to worship me instead of your Jewish God, the three brothers say, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not us we cannot serve any other than the than the king of kings. Yeah,
0: you, you might be a king, but you ain't the king of kings.
1: <laughs> right, there yeah. you go. So uh, they get thrown into the fire, and then the story is, I mean, the fire is huge. It's so bad that uh, even some of the soldiers burn up when trying to throw and the brothers
0: into the fire. Yeah, and then they said, make it hotter. And they're going, we can't even get close enough to make it hotter.
1: Yeah. We're burning up. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, another the king looks into the fire and he says, oh, there's four people in there. And How
0: many people did I tell you put in there?
1: Three, right? <laughs> and so they, uh, they basically, the the assumption is that the Lord Jesus was in there with them and protecting them from the fire. And they came out from the fire and they went
0: on to serve the king, actually. They didn't even smell like smoke. Yeah. According to so the Bible So that's I that had.
1: whole story. So their defiance was basically, no, we're not going to worship this earthly king. Yeah. We will continue to serve the heavenly king. So that was their defiance. And we have uh, several examples of Peter and John and Acts who are told to stop preaching the word. Stop giving the good news. Cut it it. out. Cut it out. Get out of our city. And they wouldn't. And they wouldn't stop. A lot of times they would stay in the city and still preach. Other times they would leave the city, but they didn't stop preaching. And they just kept going and going and going. So then... We, we do have another story in Acts also that we'll go into a little bit further because maybe it's lesser known. And it's in Acts 16. And this is also an interesting thing because not only does Paul continue to preach, but he gets thrown in jail for it. And then the chief magistrates, the the magistrates are like the governing authorities, the mayor, the the DA, you know, these kind of those those kinds of people. Those are the magistrates they sent to release Paul. I guess maybe they felt like uh, they'd done their time or maybe they realized they shouldn't be in jail to begin with. But they still sent to uh, have Paul released and therefore they came out saying, go in peace. And in verse 37, Paul said to them, What? They have beaten us in public without a trial. We are Romans. And I have been thrown into prison. And now they they expect us to send us away secretly? He says, No, indeed. But let them come themselves. Bring those magistrates to me publicly and bring us out to them. And the policeman reported these words to the chief magistrates. And they were afraid when they had heard that Paul was a Roman.
0: January 6th.
1: (laughs) And they appealed to them, and when they had brought them out, they kept begging them to just leave the city. Please, get out of here. Uh, They went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia, and when they saw the brethren, they encouraged them and departed from them. So, I don't think Paul ever really got his apology from the magistrates, but he was exposing them, saying, hey, you've done wrong. You've thrown me in jail illegally. You've beat me publicly. And I want a public confession of your mistake. They probably didn't get it. We seldom do, right? I mean, <laughs> we want a public confession that Joe Biden is, is laundering money through Ukraine. <laughs> You're not going to get it. What
0: verse was that again? Uh, that one. <laughs> that one. That one. I want that one. You're not going to uh-huh. get
1: the public apologies, but you were, you like Dave and I try to do on this show and, and encourage others to do, is we expose what is going on. That's right. So, that's what Paul did, and there's another example of defiance.
0: Yes, that is right. And so, if you kind of go back into that story, so you got a little more background, you know, this is Paul and Silas are doing the preaching, and they had their first convert in, in Europe sometime around this time, which was that gal that was...
1: Oh, the Lydia. You know, yeah, Lydia.
0: And so they were preaching too much, and they, the people were getting upset about it. Yeah. Right? And so, again, the people ratted them out. They're causing trouble around here. Yes. Yeah, we should tell somebody, Pharisees, Sadducees. Let's tell somebody. And so they get brought before the magistrate, which is what we, we heard, and the magistrates tore up on their robes, whacked them with the rod the for rods, a while, yeah. and decided, okay, we're going to put you in jail. Before they knew anything, yeah. Before they checked their credentials, before they knew they were Romans, right? U.S. citizens, January 6th. <laughs> I mean, anyway, and so before they knew any of that, they had thrown them in the jailhouse, let them rock down there. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. So around midnight, right, it keeps on going. What verse is that? 25. Paul and Silas are praying, they're singing, they're, they're jamming. They got their jam on. They're rocking the house in the prison. Right. And the walls come tumbling down. Where have we heard that? Jericho, maybe? Yeah. I mean, the walls just come shaking down and everybody leaves. And so the jailer goes, Oh my God, I got to kill myself because everybody's gotten away. And I'm, oh, bad things happen to those that, you know, don't keep the gates locked or something. Let the prisoners out. I let the prisoners out. And Paul uh, cries out and says, Hey, don't hurt yourself, dude. We didn't leave. We're right here. We're right here. Not everybody, but we're here. And so turns on the lights, rushes down. He goes, What in the world? Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, what do I have to do to be saved? Yep. I mean, I've been listening to you guys rock and hit down here. You guys were praying and singing. I've been listening. Uh, and, and why in the world would you do that? I would like to be something like that. You guys are amazing. Yep. What do I have to do to be saved?
1: And, and Paul they, said, Yeah. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. You and your
0: household. Interesting. That's a pretty bold statement from Paul. Yes, he doesn't know if his wife's a hoe or not. <laughs> Prostitute, his wife could have been Rahab. Yeah, I mean we don't know, but uh, you know he says no. You and your whole household—that is, that is faith. That's a statement.
1: Yeah, there's other verses too that say that you know the husband is sanctified by a believing wife, and a and a non-believing wife is sanctified by a believing husband. So it can be your whole household. It's amazing the influence and effect you can have. If just one person in the family would stand up and follow God,
0: that's exactly right. And so this story nets out, like Mark said. So the magistrates come in the next day and find out that the jailhouse broke down, and these these couple of guys are still there. Who are they? Now I'm going to talk to them. So they go down and they talk to them and find out. What do you mean you're Roman? <laughs> right. You're Roman. You're not going to leave. You want a public apology? Are you nuts? Well, in a way, that's what we're doing when we say we need to expose the government there you go for beating people up for swampness Mm -hmm. for the stench that they cause all of us abroad i mean let's just let's just kind of get outside the circle for a moment you say well it doesn't affect me that those deals they make abroad they don't affect me in my household really go on a trip overseas tell me how safe you feel you know every time you put yourself in a weird way In a foreign land, just know this if someone decides to snag you and your family, thinking that you might be a good uh, cash in, yeah, you have some nice clothes, you got some nice luggage, maybe, maybe they're important back there. Uh, And if not, uh, at least the government will want to defend uh, the U.S. people, and you get snagged and, and thrown in the back of a van, and you know, now you're a hostage. So tell me if we had a strong relationship. People feared us. People respected our government. Mm-hmm. Or our we, leader. Or our leaders, <laughs> right? They would leave us alone. Right.
1: And in fact, our leader would get these prisoners set free and not have to pay anything for them.
0: That's exactly right. That's He'd what Trump would say, listen, did. here's how this is going to work. If you don't free these these hostages... We're t- there'll be no qatar there's a missile coming let down me tell on you your where house. your london house is located there mr second in command of qatar hamas yes we know where that house is yep. i'll give you the coordinates you look it up there's hovering look up mm-hmm. go ahead look up right <laughs> and a little drone flies by and just hi drop some candy bars i a mean drop something by. let them know that hey we're, we got you man we, you're dead to rights right I bet you those hostages would be coming out of the holes now. Mm-hmm. They'd turn them over in a hurry and try to negotiate. Please, please, give us a promise that you're not gonna take us out once we give you all of them. Okay, I will. But here's here is what's gonna happen. You're gonna be shipped off to a whole nother, a whole nother place. It isn't gonna be in Gaza. <laughs> it's gonna be in some of the most desolate land. Mm-hmm on the, the planet in the desert. kind of the same thing we did with the indians i mean mm, sad reality Sad reality. but we gave them some of the worst land imaginable right uh something like that's got to happen
1: yep that's the difference between good government and bad government right yes, right you know uh trump brought home over 50 prisoners from around the world without paying a dime for them because he was using the threat of military power against him, and they all came home. And we didn't have to use the military power. No. See how that works?
0: But you did have to talk very boldly. Right. And carry a big stick.
1: And on the other hand, uh, you got uh, uh, terrorists like Hamas taking hundreds of prisoners because they have no fear of America or the authority that we have. Right. They have no fear, so they take these hostages, and they get more and more... And you end up having to use your weapons when you didn't have to use them when you just threatened to. Right now, all of a sudden, you do have to use your weapons to get your hostages back.
0: Now you do know. So we're getting ready to close on close this program, and, and so we might as well close with some news, right? So some of the news is they have heightened some of the negotiations to get the hostages. So somebody has stepped up to say we want all the hostages. I think it was um, BD. Okay. Right, uh, and uh, we're going to change our previous dialogue that if you do give us all the hostages okay we won't destroy anymore we're gonna Hmm. we're not we're gonna maybe table that we're gonna come after you until every one of you are dead okay right but give us the hostages
1: Hmm.
0: and so the logic behind that is they're escalating that um with the premise now, this is not a BB thing. The, this is the other side's thing, or whoever the protesters are that's trying to play the middleman and negotiate the thing, is that there'll be an eternal s- ceasefire. You're not going to come and get us later, are you? Oh, no, they will not promise and, and, and that. And the question, <laughs> and, and so, well, BB's kind of implying that, sure, whatever, mm. uh, we, we can do that. Because, you know, they're, the, the, uh, the mitigators are trying to say, well, so that we'll have a ceasefire. And the argument always comes back to: there was a ceasefire <laughs> before on October you did the sixth, right? Before you and did this, and for 15 us. years prior, there was nothing happening. But yet, for 15 years, you guys were building these tunnels. You guys were planning ahead, shooting your like, rockets. You're like the little government mm-hmm. that was harassing Kerry Lake. You guys were planning oh. two years in advance. Oh, yes. Uh, you build all, all that money that we were giving you. We thought you were building you know, schools and mosques and caring for the children. And you were building an underground railroad system. And you were also uh,
1: blobbing rockets over the fence. Yes. At us, and you know, so, periodically.
0: Yeah. So now we're going to call it as we see it. And, and that's what's got to happen. That's what's got to happen.
1: People got to stand up and be strong like that. Remember last week we talked about men being strong because yeah. strong men will, will bring good times. And if you got weak men, it yeah. brings bad times. That's what's times. going on now. So we need strong men to step up. We encourage everybody
0: to do that. Do that. Women too. Absolutely. <laughs> All righty. We will see you next week. So take a deep breath. Keep the faith. Get in the word. The word is where you want to be. And remember, we are one, hey, I want to explain something. We are one day closer. Somebody asked me, you know, sometimes people don't understand what that is. One of our listeners sent me a text and he says, hey, you know what? You guys need to make a bigger deal of it. One day closer basically means one day closer to what? We always, we have a job to do. We're one day closer to dying. I mean, that's the reality, right? (laughs) It's not one day closer to, I think that's what it was. There was an episode where I said, we're one day closer to finding your girlfriend, one day closer. And that's all true. Right. but the basis of this is that we are not guaranteed anything it's the big picture our breath ends with our last one
1: mm-hmm. and
0: every day we get one we are one day closer to going home. home and so to to heaven and so seeing how we don't get to control that we can control what we're doing with this breath That's and so right. we are one day closer yeah so let's let's make the best of it so we're one day closer we have a job to do Until we don't. That's the dead part. Okay, see ya.